What's up, you bunch of chastising chatterbox chickens? Um, we're back. Post-show number 79. Wow, we are flying. Um, thanks for joining us. This episode brought to you by The Comic Book Shop on Bank Street. You can spell shop, S-H-O-P-P-E. Um, their Instagram is comicbookshopbank. Their website is thecomicbookshop.com. They're at 128 Bank Street in Ottawa, of course. Um, thank you for your continued support of the show, homies over there. We recommend checking them out. They've got, they just had like this free comic book day thing. Uh, they might actually still have that going, so definitely check them out to see if they do. But if not, they've got manga, obviously comic books, figurines. They've got all the weeb and nerd stuff um, that you are probably into, let's be honest, if you're listening to this. So check them out. Um, fun episode today. Demon Slayer, Season 3, Episode 4, Vinland Saga, Season 2, Episode 17, Succession, Season 4, Episode 6, then we do the news, and there is some fun news stuff this week, uh, and we close on Heavenly Delusion, Episode 5, Hell's Paradise, Episode 5, Barry, Season 4, Episode 4, Jesus. Uh, we needed to pick me up after that, so I briefly discuss John Mulaney's new Netflix special, Baby J., and then we turn it over to the Q&A to give a uh, quick review of Kiki's Delivery Service since uh, I have finally watched that. That's about it. Enjoy. Psycho season one, two, three, four. Oh, hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. How are you doing there, Captain Poultry? Eh, pretty good, pretty good. Um, how's your week going? Good. A lot rainy. Holy cow. What a Man. lovely weather we've had. And I say that unsarcastically. Yeah, I had I hail it. yesterday, briefly. It didn't last long, but hail. Like, like who invited hail? Man. <laughs> this isn't your party, man. Yeah, man. Dude, I think I told you off mic, we've been rewatching that 70s show as like a mealtime mm-hmm you know lunch food or lunch show or whatever sure it's absurd like yeah man (laughs) it i uh, you know it's tricky because i feel like a lot of the sitcoms out there these days like it's just so different Mm. like something happened with multicam sitcom rom-com shows and they really changed but that 70s show i think it's uh the parents are the magic oh uh big time um, it's funny because I watched, I've only watched like the pilot, just out of curiosity, I watched the pilot of the, that recent reboot, the 90s yeah, show one. Yeah. And the only stuff that works was, you know, Red and Kitty, you know? So it's, it's funny to go back, you know, and ever since then, like, it's still like the, you know, the foundation of that, those shows. And you know, what's funny is I didn't, I don't think I connected these dots, but, and, and we'll talk about anime things in a moment, but just like for a sec, like, you know, Bill Burr's animated show, F is for Family. Yeah. Great show. He just, it's a great show. It was successful. Good for him. But he, he was always very honest and like, this is kind of how I was raised. Mm. And like, you know, all those kids in the born and raised in the seventies and eighties, like they were kind of raised like eric foreman and i'm realizing like yeah red is just really that quintessential dad yeah like that hard-ass dad and there's something like you know i just don't think i thought about it that hard when it was airing because i was young mm-hmm. but yeah like red is like a representation of that like hard-ass dad that like you do not open up to your your children are afraid of you sure you know what i mean like uh they obviously like add in a lot of you know a, a lot of comedy and they inject levity and they have like a lot of tender moments but yeah, that, that like Red is like the dad of that entire generation, which is so fucked. Yeah, straight up came right back from Korea. 
yeah. you know, chip on the shoulder and uh, just trying to keep the wheels on the road. Veteran, <laughs> can't, can't find work. Yeah. Hates hippies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. That's such odd. a good show. It's odd. That, was, that was like my like rush home from school and catch the you know the uh, the reruns oh really like after school yeah it, it would like 70s show would be on it'd be a two-hour block and there would just be literally random episodes they weren't even played in order you would get like an episode from yeah it was uh i don't even it wasn't even a canadian broadcast it was somewhere in the states like peach tree or something like that and uh yeah it was just like it'd be four random episodes of 70s show and you're like oh we get a cool batch and sometimes like the next day you'd get like two of the same from the previous day it was pretty funny actually but uh, you know you gotta give it up to too is uh fucking kelso man i think that was uh what's his name ashton kutcher yeah i think that was like one of his first roles and like i know playing the idiot is like you know i don't know if people give that a lot of acclaim or not but he has to go so big to play it up (laughs) And he does it so reliably. I don't know, man. Like, that's the thing. It's not anyone that thinks playing the idiot is easy is like playing wrong, right? Like to really yeah. get into a character like that, like you have to have, you know, like the you know the like the Jim Carrey side of it too. Like the yeah. you know, the, the physicality. The he's you know, the, so the physical. Faces, the voice, you know, the you know intonation, everything. It's it, there's a lot again that type of character. It's not yeah. uh, not not just push and play. Well, but. damn it, Jackie! I can't <laughs> control the weather. Damn, <laughs> I I don't want to yell into the mic, but yeah, he's he's anyway. It's good oh, stuff, man. God, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, let's talk about the uh, sequel series, the '70s show, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer, season three, yeah. <laughs> episode four. It's crazy how much they have in common. I mean, who would the Kelso be? Inosuke. Inosuke, right? Yeah. Um, okay, which of the girls from that '70s show is Nezuko? Hmm. None of them. That's not yeah. a good pairing. None of them are no are that darling. You know what I mean? Uh, Jackie kind of looks like Nesco. Sure. In a way. Tanjiro would be Fez. Just yeah. innocent. God. And, yeah. I can't wait to do this with every show. Vinland Saga, <laughs> Heavenly Delusion. It's just, what if every anime was a That 70s Show character? Oh, good God. But, uh, yeah, Dave, do you, uh, did, were, when you watched this episode, was the top of your mind how pissed the internet was about the uh, CGI fish? So... It wasn't, um, but then we saw it again, and I was like, like, it definitely looks like a CGI fish, but, like, I have to be honest, as, like, a guy who really harps on this stuff, like, I wasn't mad at it, like... No, the first time, not, not so much, I remember, you know, like, it's, it's like what I said last week, and you had said last week as well, but, like, it's, like, it's clearly noticeable, it's not, like, you know, they're not pushing boundaries by any means. No. Later in the episode, there is, like, a second occurrence of the CGI, and it's on a bigger scale, and there's, you know, All the mini numbers. fish, yeah. And that was, like, ooh. You know, that's that's kind of a little icky, you know? Yeah. But, but, you know, it's it's so funny, but, of course, you go online, everyone's just like, it's the fish, the fish. <laughs> it's funny you mention that, though. Like, I, I will say... Because I mentioned a minute ago, I am the guy that harps on this. Like, this yeah. didn't feel, like, particularly strong. The episode? Uh, the episode and the animation. Like, it, I, it's Demon Slayer. I liked it. Nobody, like, lose their shit. I thought it was really? a fun episode. But, like, I, for some reason, it didn't do, like, a ton for me. I, I, I think, and I think it has a lot to do with what we mentioned one or two episodes ago. Like, I think I'm already, like, I'm legit irritated by, like, the split demon. Like, I, I just, I'm irritated sure. by that. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the fact that they all have, like, like, it just feels like a lot of, like, misplaced, like, I guess we're jumping right into it, right? But, like, to me, yeah. it's it's just weird. It's like, okay, they all split, 
into four and they all have different weird like elemental powers but also they have emotions on their tongue you know what i mean and also mm. their upper four it's just like it's a lot of like fantastical elements in one character and i just don't know if like having more of them necessarily makes him a better character do you know do you know what i mean 100 percent. so like not you know i'm not trying to be funny here but like you're gonna the be like, this is my favorite episode so far. No, 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 no. I I find it funny that, you know, the the whole shtick with this, you know, this upper demon again is the splitting into different forms. You know, we have all the different elementals. We have like like there's so many split conventions to this one character. Like yeah. it's almost like I wonder if that like that's intentional. Like on the nose, like they're really trying to split so much. Like you know, there's more a lot of variables too the character yeah um again that might just be you know you know half glass full grant there like trying to like you know read the situation a little bit but i do agree i think like i it's not like my favorite episode at all yeah. but like i thought it was an incredibly strong episode and it's because your your opinion is seems to be like the majority with this episode oh like, really no one's shitting on it but it's just like oh like it didn't blow me away it was but, like, fine yeah i don't know there was i found there to be some you know, again, like, it's it's hard to compare because, you know, we have Guitaro throwing down with Tengen on, like, the top of our mind yeah. recently. But, like, you know. Um, These arcs do, like, do tend to, like, start off a little cool and, like, heat yes. up. And that's, like, completely and they fine. they heat up. And, you know, it ramps up. But, like, the Nezuko set piece was, you know, very cool. The Tangier one I, I could have, I think, is the, the part that I didn't buy. Like, the whole, like... You know, let's take a shot and like flings his way, you know, flies his way back to where he was. No, that I, 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 yeah, that is by far the weakest part of the episode. Like, sure. yeah, I, I, for me anyway, like uh, to your point, like the, like the Nezuko and, uh, is it Genya? Genya, yeah, yeah his like stuff was, I enjoyed all that. doing like the, you know, almost like the monk, like the, or the inner throat chants. Yeah, I liked and all that. And that, like, I love that. That was like very, you know, very cool set PC. Didn't have to be bigger than it needed to be. Yeah. You know, it was for like what was going on. It was it was just grand enough. We we, we got a little yeah. more uh, Tokito as well. A little glimpse I, into the past. So that was nice. So it's I do like I I guess we've already nipped it in the bud of like what his shtick is, right? Of, you know, it, like it's memory loss. It's not like he was traumatized or he changed or something. This and that. Like he was just clearly damaged and he lost his mind. You know. So. Yeah. I mean, my guess. Um, and, and and do you also, uh, as a sidebar, like, do you also buy, like, he's the mist Hashira because he's, like, misty in the brain? Like, is that really, is that where it comes from? I, Dave, never even crossed my mind. Oh, that's... I can see that. Because like, they said something about his head is full of clouds, your head is full of mist. Like, they said that in the mm. episode. But um, my guess is that maybe he and or maybe what was his family presumably was, like, maybe butchered by demons or maybe he was really injured in the encounter or something mm. and then maybe slaved by the demon slayer core i don't know maybe i'm reaching um but that was my guess like why would he be saved by the master you know what i mean or why would he wake up there well unless all bloodied up unless he already like was on that path and you know oh, yeah, he was brought back there to heal similar way tandra was brought to true. that that main or you know I'm, I'm sure there's more than one like main i thought he looked pretty outcomes. young though no well he's he's still younger than, than tandra right yeah. so like you know this could have been yeah, I don't know. Oh, you know what? Actually, there was a cue in season one of saying he's only been doing this for like six months or something, or not not six months, but a number two of years or something. It was it was short. So yeah, maybe he you know he did get injured and for whatever reason 
they made him a Hashira or you yeah. know, like, built him into a Hashira. But he was definitely oh, bloodied was... up in the in the flashback. Yeah. Also, like such a good speech provided by like the the head poncho so, there, Just, or you know, the, the master. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, yeah. big name. He has a big it, name, but yeah, um, you know, just like you know, nice soft tones and like just very inspirational. And I was like, yeah. this is good stuff. I don't know. Do you or Liana read the manga? Liana is now pretty much she's hasn't won't read ahead. Um, yeah, but she like watches the episode and then she catches up like in in the manga. I was just uh, curious, like, what do you think of the art style? I see a lot of people were like posting side by sides. Don't love it. I'll um, tell you that. <laughs> the art style in the manga? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't look great. The, from the screen caps I see online, like, it looks kind of weak. Yeah, and you know what? It's like Vivian has said as much in the past. To, you know, I think, you know, when season two was kind of like in the the middle point and saying, like, you know, Euphotable has, like, really taken the, pro, you know, the IP and just kind of, like, you know, excelled with everything. You know, the story is what it is. That's the thing too. You, you ask anyone, like Demon Slayer is not a groundbreaking manga. No, by any means. It's just it's funny. Eh? Shown a jump. It was popular and you know, hit its targets and its demographics. And you know, I think they just knew what they had, right? And yeah, well, that's right why you get picked it up. So yeah, I mean, that's why you get like all these for what it's worth, like all these contrarians being like, oh no, it's mid. It's because it's you know what I mean. Like all these people that want to shit on <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which is fine, whatever. Like, yeah. don't let people enjoy stuff, I guess. But, you know what I mean? Is like, it, the main complaint is like, well, the manga itself, like, wasn't earth shattering. It's the mm. anime that, the animation that kind of carries it. And, like, you know, there's probably at least a little bit of credence to that. Um, whatever. It's but okay. I'm really, I love it. That's the <laughs> yeah. thing. Is like, I love yeah. watching the show. And I think everybody else does too. Yeah. Um, I, specifically, the, just like to go back to the fight of the flying bird one. That was my least favorite part, and it was like, I think there was just something about how they animated that scene, ironically. Like, it just felt off. I don't know. It was, to me, the thing that I was getting hung up on was, again, like, I understand Tanjiro, like, he is fully healed at this point, right? Like, like at this point in the fight, like, he's yeah. taking a few, few licks within the fight, but, like, leading up to these episodes, he was fine. I think we um, should have all the training. In. Yeah pretty fresh right yeah but like he to me him defending himself against the flying demon was like like man you have fought at extreme lengths and distances and you know elevate elevations and all this stuff mm-hmm. to have him so thrown off by an aerial opponent it just it seemed like not on brand to me i was like yeah. like why are you getting your ass kicked like this and then you know, to I, I don't know. It just if it, it felt. I agree with you. It just like the, the the angling, and almost feel like they were shooting up from like waist up only. Yeah, the way they you shot know? it was like they would like have the guy swoop in and then just show you the blood after. Like you wouldn't yeah. see the moment of, of impact, and it just felt like laziness. It felt like I don't know why they did it that way, but like yeah, I think there's a version of that fight that looks better. I mean, sure. you know, maybe they're loyal to the manga or whatever. I just, yeah, it was very off. And to your point, yeah, like, the power scaling is, like, you should probably be able to get rid of this guy. Because then he goes, like, when he shows up to rescue Genya and Nezuko, like, he styles on those guys a little bit. Yeah, he dials it up. He it's dials like, it up. You um, weren't, like, that... Yeah. I refuse to believe he was at so much of a disadvantage out in the woods against that thing. Yeah. To, you know, to, to be, like, such a risk to get back And then, to like you said, the, like, the weird tactic he uses to, like, win that fight. It's just odd. Yeah. Um, okay, so, and then we talked about, like, the mini CGI, uh, what are they, frogs? This frogs? Koi fish? It looks like koi fish with teeth. 
Yeah, whatever those are. Yeah. It, I do wonder how much, because you know what my first thought was, though? I was like, man, is Tokito right? Like, are all the villagers going to die because he chose to save one kid? Yeah. Um, which know. is kind of no, interesting, but the love Hashira is on the way, right? The love Hashira is on the way, so. So they teed that up. I think the question remains for me is, like, I want to learn more about Genya. Yeah, especially after this episode. What do you think that was? Was he was it religious chanting? I I don't know because like it sounded um, again I, I can't remember what I'm ref- or like what I'm thinking of in my mind, but like the chanting he was doing reminded me of like monks. Yeah. So I'm wondering if like you know he can like reject pain or something like that, or you know it's um, doesn't explain growing the tooth back. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but like it, yeah, I don't know. I or mean, or, or it does. Maybe it's some kind but of like, magic. I don't know. You know, he has that moment, too, like, in the end of the last episode where he's clearly, like, having, like, an inner moment, you know, in reference to his brother, you know, the, the Wind Hashira. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's, um... Interesting, though. It's just one of those things that, like, you can try and pick apart the pieces. Like, where no no ground is going to be made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you just literally just have to wait and see. Yeah. And uh, who knows if they'll even throw us... I, I, think, I think they would throw us uh, a little bit of uh, breadcrumb there, but... Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, know. not a lot of episodes. We'll we'll find out sooner yeah. rather than later, I'm sure. Finland <sighs> Saga? Finland Saga. Season 2, episode 17. There's your spoiler warning. Wow, dude. It happened. It finally happened. Uh, best episode of the season, by far. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, man. Here's, <laughs> yeah. like, I am... Sometimes yeah. I hate myself, but I, I do have to say this. Like, they... It's like you kind of have to deliver. Like, they have kind of backed themselves into a bit of a corner here. And, like, I say this being, like, this is the best episode of the season. I think it's fantastic. Sure. But, yeah, like, the slow build was, like, slower than slow. Like, they went 16 episodes on, like, character build. And I appreciate that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like, when it's time to dial it, like, let's dial it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. But, like, it was it was significant, right? Like, there was, like, cor- correct lead up into this moment. It's not like it's just, like, okay, action is here now. You know what I mean? So, like, it was... It was earned. I was about to so say, I think that's what just, you call an earned fight scene. And it was just, like, that much more juicy. And, you know, like, just solid. Like, you know, you're just sitting there on the couch, like, leaning in, leaning in, leaning in. You're like, yeah, fucking get him. Get him, Thor. But, but like, this thing, you don't want either of them to die, right? So, it was, yeah. it was very, uh, incredible tension. Yeah. But, um... We have to agree on one thing, though, right? Like, Thorfinn was literally coming off the couch for that fight, unarmed. Yeah, dude. Like, coming you... off a three-year layoff, <laughs> no daggers... And my boy Snake couldn't... Like, Snake didn't win. All Snake did was get him away from Gartered. Gartered. Yeah. He got a three a slave on a three-year hiatus away from a spot while he had yeah. a sword. You know what I mean? And was supposed he to be battle the kid on the bench. Yeah. yeah. And he barely <laughs> beat him up. He just got he got him away from something. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we have to just make note that Thorfinn does that guy. I just love... You know, you have, uh, you know, Spherical and aren't he just, like, standing there with absolute disbelief. It's so anime. The whole thing. It's like, <laughs> but it's like, what, like, in real, like, in real but, life, but you, you saw two it. people, like, thrown around like that. Like, yeah, you, like, you have a, a completely, you know, Earned. saturated face. Yeah. Earned. Earned. Um, I, so the episode should have been called. <laughs> yeah. I, I will Earned. say the, um, it, there's something about a good action scene um, in any medium, I think that makes you forget about your surroundings. Sure. Like the audience is like blind to something. Um, and I forgot Garter existed. You know what I mean? Like I forgot he was stabbed. Like I was like, Oh shit. And he really is going to go out like that. When he popped up, 
and Chokesnake <laughs> unconscious. I was like, oh, fuck! Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> we gasped. I remember thinking, like, the moment where Snake, you know, kind of, you know, stabbed him there or whatever. And, yeah. You know, the, you know there's kind of like a bit of a quiet moment. And yeah. So I looked to the end, I was like, like what, like, what else was going to happen? Like, obviously, you know, it was like one of those moments where we we're kind of just like, yeah. yeah, like, you know, the show's real and it's depressing and they, they take it to these moments. And, but then, like you said, he popped up and same thing, we were just like, oh my God, <laughs> like, it was epic. And then, you know, that kind of just tees off some of the saddest shit I've ever seen yeah. in anime. Um, well, wait, first, you know, Thorfinn tries to calm down Garter, but you know what got him to stop, right? Is Arnie hit him with that sun's going down real low speech. Oh my God. Calm down the Hulk. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I was like, look, it's like it's like Captain America trying to talk down the Hulk, and then Scarlet walks in. Mm. That's what she did. I just wanted to, I, I thought of it instantly. Hey, um, boo. <laughs> yeah, make a mess. <laughs> it's, time, it's time to ease up. But yeah, uh, like, I was floor, like legitimately floored by this episode. It was so beautiful, and, you know, when the, the keys are just kind of handed off to Gardar's story, or Gar- Gardar, Gardar's story, you know, it just, again, like, we don't really know this character. We've had, like, one and a half episodes, even then, he's, like, tertiary at best, you know? Mm-hmm. We get more details from Arnheed, and, you know, a little bit of flashbacks, and we just, by the end of it, you're just like, wow, like, I feel like I've been on the journey with him. It's just so well edited, so well paced. The voice actor crushed it. Um, he did. Yeah, just beautiful, beautiful episode. Beautiful episode. I love the tragedy of her lying to him. Mm. You know what I mean? About their son still being alive. Yeah. I, I love that, like that choice, I mean. Also, I've got a couple of good pickups. A couple things I notices, noticed, and then I did see a couple things on Reddit as well. But um, one thing I noticed myself was um, in the afterlife, I can't write, I can't, remember because garter was kind of hallucinating in and out mm. but i can't remember if he says this to his son in one of his hallucinations or if he says this out loud while arnie's in the, in the cart but he says he's talking to his son and it might have been a memory and he says your father will fight for you mm. for honor and for wealth you know what i mean like i'm gonna go and i'm gonna bring glory to our family and i was like that's exactly what thorfinn was talking about about how norse men behave you know what i mean how they look at war how they look at wealth it's like you go you become the man of the house, you go to war, you bring honor back to your family. And that's, of course, that's exactly what Garter said and wanted because he's totally that character. Sure. Um, so I thought like that, that was like a little hat tip to that moment. Um, it also leads back to the moment of, you know, when Arn, he'd explained what happened and how they became slaves of, you know, like he was like the first one when they discovered iron or, or, or what have you, or the, the met, you know, the precious yeah, metals. Yeah. He was like, well, we need to go get it because someone else will, you know, and it just kind of leads into, you know, yeah. him wanting to build up, you know, for his, his family and village. And and some, this is the Reddit take that they noticed. Um, some of the footage used at the very end when he's like walking through the afterlife, they show close-ups of like the cart and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that is, or some of it at least, is footage from the very, uh, first scene of the season you remember that norse poem carve it into this carve it into that oh carve it into the land carve it into your flesh um i think he might even be the guy you can see from behind at some points if he has the same tattoos anyway but they use a lot of the footage from uh that carve it norse nord poem thing from the premiere pretty cool eh? 
totally missed that. I missed it too. Uh, Reddit Reddit is not entirely useless. (laughs) No. No, no. They have their up up moments for sure. (laughs) Um, Succession. Season 4, episode 6. Yeah. Love this episode. Yeah, it's... uh, Amazing. (laughs) You know, it's... Sundays have become a little too much, I think. Mm-hmm. Demons, you know, we got Slayer Sundays there. We're, we're breaking them up across two nights. It. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do Succession and Barry back to back. I'm just feeling too no. much. I I think they're great companion pieces because I just wish they aired in opposite order. No, 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 no. You'd be too high ratcheted, ratcheted from Barry going to Succession. You, you'd be, I'm too you'd heartbroken be... going to bed after watching Barry. Yeah, I like that though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sitting there with your thoughts in the, in the darkness, but no succession. Um, I I just love how you know the, the creators of the show, like one episode to the next, you know, like one two one two. It, they can just show like how competent and just like foolish all the children are in this show. Um, it's amazing. It's like I, like Grant. It's like so high level what they're doing. Like I know, I know it sounds so ridiculous, but it's like. I've just seen... Sorry to completely steal the mic from you there, but, no, like... No, 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 It's just this thing about the kids, it's, like... I don't think people realize, like, how hard it is to make them look a little incompetent the way they are. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like there's so many dramas out there. Like, fucking everything from CSI to Suits to, um... What's that? The West Wing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, all these business or political dramas and, like... I just have never seen it done this way. And I feel like it's... I'm not saying it's, like, completely true to life. I'm not saying it's exactly like this in those rooms. Um, I think a lot of the conversations are a lot like that in those rooms. But, like, I think it's just so hard to get so close to the truth and then, like, have, like, a character like Roman just, like, completely fucking up left and right. Um, Yeah. Yeah, there's a, for all the Roman fans. This was a this was a hard one. <laughs> Tough one. Uh, firing the studio exec, emotionally firing Jerry, having to walk yeah. that back. Kendall, like Kendall, has this total idiot savant energy. This episode, I loved it. <laughs> idiot savant energy is great. Great way of putting it. Like he seems so confident in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he seems confident and then isn't simultaneously. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, because I was, you know, I'm, I was watching Succession live, obviously, so you can't exactly pause. Like you can pause it, I think, but it kind of just, you know, fucks things up or whatever. And I wanted to take a moment so dearly at the clouds scene of like when they reveal the clouds to him, and he's just like, "Those aren't, those aren't the, cl- those aren't the clouds," you know? Like he's like referencing some town in Germany, like. Yeah, I lost it <laughs> when he started going, man. And he goes, "Hey guys, here's the game. You can't say yeah. no, so oh, yeah. make it happen. You can't mm-hmm. say no." And I was like, "You just don't like you're you out of touch." Rules. I was like, Ugh. "You're you're losing touch so quickly. Like it just hasn't been long. It was like the end of the first day before he went behind Roman's back mm. and did that thing. And like, oh my god, yeah, that presentation was just so tough. And then like Roman, like completely like abandoning him." you know, last minute, was trying to save face for himself, and, you know, and then obviously, like, yeah. to a certain degree, it works out for Kendall, too, and... Yep, which is just but, also hilarious. Yeah, but, like, that's what's gonna catch them, I think. This is, you know, very obviously a very key episode in a lot of ways. Like, every episode reveals so much for, like, what is eventually gonna be the downfall, I think. 
because I think that is where their the trajectory is now going for Succession. Yeah, this is not. I don't think it was ever going to be a happy story, but I think no. it shows that some some or all fail. You know. God, I wonder how they're going to do that. Like, I'm so curious. It's yeah, they handle this all this stuff really in, in, in a really interesting way. But I was going to say um, again this week, the heart of the show for me right now in season four. I don't know why, but it's Tom and Shiv. Like, mm. I, like, they just seem like such, they're so broken. You know, I think they even hook Insane. up. And, they they're hook insane. up in this episode. And then an hour later, they're back to just hurting each other. Yeah. Do you want to play Bitey? <laughs> yeah, do you want to play Bitey? Like, that Jesus. was a new one for me. I, um, I got a couple <laughs> quotes. You're scheduling your grief? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he talks about why he betrayed her. He goes on that monologue. That was... Yeah, that was great. That was like so, like I know this whole I know Succession is Shakespeare, but yeah. like that was like one of the most like Shakespeare moments. Like just like the laugh in her face of like, yeah. So what you know? Like, I, oh, was, she yeah. couldn't she couldn't believe he said the quiet thing out loud. You know what I yeah. mean? Like she couldn't believe it. And then she talk they talk about how their love is unconditional, and he goes on this like jokey like oh yeah like you think it's not about the money or like and he has this quote. Go ahead. Let's throw out all of your things for love for a date at a three-star Italian. Come live with me in a trailer park. Yeah. Like, because they both know. Like, there's no fucking chance of any of that happening. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, I don't know. They're they're so good, man. Mm. That dude, the the cast for this whole show is absurdly heavy-hitting. Any scene Alexander Skarsgård is in, he steals. Tom in any room is amazing. But Tom, especially with his relationship with both Shiv and uh, obviously Greg in a different way, are like yeah. all time for me. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what it is. They're so good. Greg. It's all these Forever. broken people. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Want to talk uh, about some news? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so Bob Odenkirk, uh, you know, of Better Call Saul fame, is joining The Bear Season 2. Um, I'm not sure if it's like a full season if it's like a guest episode or something like that. Yeah, but, I don't know either. Um, I think his Chicago energy will uh, match perfectly for uh, the bear. I was, yeah, like that was my initial thought is like I think the good and the bad thing about the bear is that it's so stressful. Mm. Um, I'm really curious to see how it's all going to end up or how they're going to proceed with season two. But Bob Odenkirk feels like a perfect like catalyst or something to like maybe even some things out unless they have him come in hot like uh i would say count on it yeah 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 i think i think he's gonna bring the chaos for sure i'm interested like there's like a small hint of like mob connections in the first season of the bear that's true and i you know i could totally see uh that being his universe that'd be fun yeah Margot Robbie reportedly offered the role of Sue Storm in the upcoming Fantastic Four MCU movie. This Here's feels... where I'm at. Here's where I'm at with uh, MCU announcements. I hope all these people can get out before they get in and just go make something else. Get like, off the ship. I, man, like, again, we're not trying to be, like, super negative about the MCU there or whatnot, but... You know, the Guardians previews or uh, previews are coming out. Not everyone is loving it. Like they are just, they need to course correct. And I don't think getting more and more big stars just to add more IP and fill all this out. And I don't know if this is a, I don't know if it's a good plan anymore. It's interesting. Like uh, yeah. if you're Margot Robbie, I'm God. The thing is, like I bet the check is great, right? So the money, because there's like a there's like the difference between like let's say you take a Chris Evans. 
Sure. And you make him into Chris Evans. You know what I mean? Like, you build him as Captain America over a decade, and now he's a global superstar. Um, that's very different than, like, taking an established Oscar-contending hit machine or something that, you know, Margot Robbie, an actor who's part of huge movies already, mm. and then being like, hey, we want to bring you in. So I'm sure the money they're offering is fucking bananas, but... Um, you got to be able to look at the MCU and be like, do I think like the best, their best work is ahead of them? And for the movies that I would be a part of in the next five to 10 years, it's, it's really hard to make that bet right now. Like saying the next five years will be better than the last five. That's like a really, really tough sell. Hindsight, eh? Hindsight. Uh, so Dodgeball 2 is in the works with Vince Vaughn set to return. Uh, you know. must have watched a ton of Dodgeball growing up. Um, no, believe it or not, like, yes, uh, I saw it, but believe it or not, I mean, probably not shocking. My, my big thing was, uh, was Anchorman. Like, I mean, um, Will Ferrell, like those, you know, the four-year-old virgin, the whole Apatow movie run, Pineapple Express, all that stuff. But for some reason, like, there's some random movies, like old school, um, Dodgeball, that like, Zoolander, that's a great one, that like, I never really registered for some reason. Oh, I think see, like I'm, the, I'm. I think I'm the opposite. I always liked the the Ben Stiller. Yes, stuff it's a lot more. It's funny because they're very close, right? Like mm-hmm. it is dumb person humor. I think the difference is that like the uh, the Apatow stuff for some reason feels like closer to like teenager stoned humor mm. than dumb person. I I don't know. Do you agree with that? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like. Definitely all, shooting yeah. at different audiences, but also in different decades. In different decades. and But yeah, it's funny. Like, they're not that far removed from one another. Uh, just know. enough. Just enough. Like, That's fair. I think Anchorman definitely still falls into, like, that early aughts. But, like, the second you start getting to the late aughts and, like, the 2010s, that's when you really start Yeah, okay. I definitely agree with that. Change. Um, yeah. Dune Part 2, filmed in IMAX. Uh, entirely in IMAX, I should say. I think it's coming November 3rd. They're putting out some stills. They're putting out a bunch of shit right now. So they're like... The gonna... trailer came up today, I believe. Yeah, okay. So they're starting the media machine. November is a long way away, but I think we might have to see this one together. Yeah. When you saw it, did you... Or part one, did you see it in IMAX? You know what? I think I did. Uh, Leanne and I did, and it blew yeah. our mind. Like, we walked out, and Leanne was like, holy cow, it was like one of the best movies I've seen in years. Like, completely gripped it. Yeah, she... It's, we're definitely seeing this one again in IMAX. It's hard. Um, it's such a high bar for audiences to walk out of a theater and say this. But I remember saying this the moment I walked out. Or people asked me, like, how was it? And I was like, yeah, it's it's an epic. Like, it yeah. is... You know, like, you get the promise of, like, oh, you know, have you heard of this new thing that's being adapted? It's this epic. You know what I mean? But, like, everyone uses that word. They really throw it around. And, like, not a lot of things actually qualify, but you just mm. get the weight of Dune. Like, the way they shot it. Everything about it, you're like, yeah, okay, this is uh, this one is an incredibly my, heavy hitter. Incredibly I think, one, hitter. in my opinion, one of the better, like, uses of scale in a sci-fi epic. Like... Yeah, well put. It just, it, it, all, it just all feels believable. Like, even though it's not, you know, they, you know, it, you know it's not like you see like little CG people like walking by the ship, you know, and everything's just kind of shot right. And, you know, I haven't seen the new avatar. I heard that it also is quite good. You know, James Cameron's yeah. kind of his bread and butter too, but yeah, Dune 2. I'm so excited. Yeah, man. Um, okay. Heavenly delusion. Is that next? Yeah, it is episode five. Yeah. Um, so spoiler warning for that. We haven't talked a lot about it lately. It's probably my favorite anime airing right now. I think, and I'm sure it's going to get blown away the moment Demon Slayer, like, really kicks up. Actually, 
Okay, no, it's not fair to say favorite anime. I just forgot about Vinland Saga. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite thing that like has this recently is, Vinland started. Vinland Saga is returning, right? It was you know like, technically yeah, new animes whatever, that have launched yeah. this year. It's like really, really uh, up there for me. In this episode, we got like a whole, I mean, a good portion of a backstory on Maru. Yeah, well, some more world building. This too. is the episode I was looking for, where they gave just enough from both sides of the story mm-hmm. to keep you interested. It's not like you got more of one with a good reveal that's carrying into the next. You're getting like both the timelines or, or yeah. whatever the situation is. So I liked that because I think they've been de- clearly withholding quite a bit in whatever is potentially the future timeline. Or we're gonna uh, yeah have to start but, getting uh, some answers soon. Yeah, and I think the. F- the beginnings of that have started. I think feel like each week we're, we're going to get more and more with that. But uh, no, the Maru stuff was great. The backstory, like the choreography in the fight scene in the arcade as the episode opens. Was They're really good at that. F- fantastic. Like they had that fight scene is no, like they are no yeah. pushovers. So they make such good stuff. I think, was it a fight scene they had in episode two where she fires the gun for the first time, but Maru's like piecing up through dudes on the street, yeah. yeah. Like they're kind of stuck between a chain link fence and yeah. like buildings. Yeah. The choreography yeah. there too. They get like I guess it's almost like um like shooting something landscape, like a John Wick type sure. thing. Like not really, but like they they show the whole body in every shot. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you get it's very aerodynamic. Like like they're moving around a lot. You don't get the quick cuts. Yeah. You know, the anime action quick cuts too because they are, you know, yeah, <laughs> a absolutely. lot of people deny it, but they're there, you know. A lot oh, they're tough. I mean, the, yeah. they were there a lot in this episode of Demon Slayer, like I mentioned yeah. earlier, right? It, like bad guy swoops in, cut. You just cut right to the good guy getting hurt. Yeah, and so you don't have to like animate the whole moment of impact. Yeah, it's a you're skipping over stuff, but they they're definitely not doing that in this. No. Um. Well, let me ask the million dollar question just while we're here because you mentioned yeah. it. Do you think it's a future timeline? The other half of the story, these kids that we're seeing in this, like, clearly highly controlled, monitored environment? I'm going to say yes. Oof. Yeah. I'm going to say no. I think it's simultaneous. Um, mm. But, like, I don't, like, to what end, I have no idea. I think, um, do you think the children are bioengineered? I think so. I think that's what's implied. I think yeah. those little babies are them. I was going to say, but are the babies like little man-eaters? They look fucking weird. Well, I think I think there's a, a correlation to... Yeah, because I think the credence to it being taking place at the same time, mm-hmm. or in tandem, is there's been a lot of drawings done by the one character and put on the walls mm-hmm. of, this, or, you know, of this lab area that have shown up as man-eaters in the other story. Right. So. I didn't notice that. So that's the thing. I'm almost wondering if all the kids in the lab essentially have quirks, right? There's the kid that can jump really good. There's the, you know, the the really strong kid who can throw shit far away, you know. Which like lends um, itself to the whole, are they created question. Yes. You know, and then, so I'm wondering if there's like maybe, you know, a, a quirk associated, you know lack of a better term, power, whatever you want to call it, associated yeah. to the guy in the chair drawing uh-huh. all the time. Uh, the guy know, in the chair, is he a kid? Manifesting. I think he's so. I think he's just like, you know, an older one or, you know, just okay. aged more. Um, but yeah, so like maybe he's manifesting the actual man-eaters out in, out in the world. Um, who knows? Yeah. But it's 
It's it's just like a total chin scratcher. Like, also, the whole episode, you're just like, I love this. Ma- Maru said that he thinks he was born on the day of the Great Disaster. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck happened? And, like, his power isn't really explained, right? Like, this girl, Mikura, he talks about, like, helped yeah. him learn how to use it. But, like, only he had it. And he don't doesn't quite know where it came from. Which is also so interesting. So, is the lab story the day the Earth like the kickoff of the apocalypse so in which case maybe it's in the past yeah that's a fun theory because that make more that might make more sense because in the lab environment one of the doctors i think mentions the day of fate and she Mm. she's he or she is talking about it um as though it's impending Mm. so it's like maybe they knew something was coming so here's here's the thing that i have been watching out for is when Maru was in in the lab with the babies and he makes the escape and one of the babies says his name I'm waiting for a man eater out in the wild to recognize him and call him Maru so then we know where the timeline fits right oh you mean yeah okay Um, that's that's kind of like my like my like okay checking for that like a man eater to speak to them directly someone I saw someone on reddit say that Maru on the inside, because it's a different name, but like Maru's yeah. quote clone on the inside, whatever it is, is a girl. And I was like, well, if that's true, that ruins all my theories about timelines. But they're playing fast and loose with genders and oh, you fuck know, gender right identities, about, right? You know, we so literally like, have had a brain, brain transplant already. Shit. So, you know, that's, I a, think, that's uh, established. You're right. I think, uh, you, know, I, you know, like this show is not. Um, like, it's not, like, dialed at 10 or anything like that. No, but, but it's, it's good. It's, it's doing a lot of just really fun things you don't see. Maybe we just haven't seen in a long enough time. So it feels fresh again. But I it, don't know. I'm, it, I'm really digging it. It feels closest to summertime rendering for me. Yeah. Um, which is funny that, like, I'm kind of watching them back to back. How, how far are you? popcorn, right? Uh, I think we're still at 18. We haven't... Uh, okay. We, we ripped through, like, at... 12 episodes of a show this week. And, you, what uh, was it? <laughs> Leanna pulled up some rom-com she saw online. Love is hard for Otaku. Nice. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty great. You didn't but, even uh, try and put it in the show notes. You knew. I knew. You knew. You. I'm sorry. I knew. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't want to ruin things you enjoy. That's funny. It though. was good. Seven and a half out of ten. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, don't, I can't think of anything else. Um, there's. A... I, I don't know. I just. I think. I think it's cool that it's weird that this is what Disney is picking up. You know? It is weird. You know, like they grab summertime rendering and this, which are so like, so similar. Um, oh, yeah. Do you th- just do you think the sexuality hurts it? Like the overt sexuality? Like, do you think it has a place in the show? Um, I'm it's trying to be pretty... like less of a dick about it. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know. But I know, like know. every time they do it, I'm just I'm wondering to myself like, okay, what would a quote regular person think about this like does this mm. add to the show what What do you think it definitely kind of you know it's hard it's a harder sell to people for sure like as you know a more experienced viewer and you know trying to recommend stuff to people but i don't know it's it is pretty mild as it goes and like mm-hmm. it's you know it, it you know it was like you know when it was whatever shows we watched this year you know mishoko tensei i think it's a bigger offender like oh, yeah. than this oh, yeah you know so I think whereas like the the situation scenarios that they are getting into like in that in sexual environment like it's it's so low ball can you know compared to other stuff and it, it's kind of grounded within the reality of the world and it's not 
was gonna, you know, it's... I was going to say, they, they seem to be trying, at least now, they're trying to be like, it's a natural thing. All these kids are growing up in the same place. There's going to be, mm-hmm. like, puberty stuff happening. That's fine. But, like, yeah, what they were doing before, it just, like, felt like, okay, now you're just being... Now this yeah. is just fan service and, like, non-service of the plot. So, yeah, I guess... It was a little silly that, you know, like, uh, Sis shows back up the apartment. He's next door fucking beating it. Like, <laughs> she's all paranoid. But the... they really... It's funny because they really set up, like, a, a really good tense scene. And then it becomes, like, a total throwaway gag of, like, I don't know, I was, next, I was reading next door. <laughs> reading what? Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's, it's such stupid. a peculiar choice. Yeah, whatever. It's... I'm not, I, I'm not mad at it. I was just... This, you know, the, it just comes down to, like, you know, what is more common and the norm in japan right like it's you know they have different yeah viewing habits and kind of i don't know it's uh yeah i I think it's pretty pretty low uh low worry (laughs) i think for most people not a big offender compared to what we've seen um i can only imagine what we're getting to in shoko tensei this summer so i'm afraid um (laughs) no you're not (laughs) the rest of it's gonna be great (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing is like the Moshoku Tensei thing is like the best show you'll never recommend to anyone like that should be the fucking byline because it's (laughs) absurd um Hell's Paradise watch it it's awesome Hell's Paradise episode (laughs) 5 um they got a bit of fan service too it's the the Ninja Girl um sure whatever like more last week when they oh yeah way more last week yeah I just think like it's reductive and lazy to like make that a character's personality um but like they don't really seem to be hanging their hat on that right now to be fair they did a little bit of world building in the back and forth between her and gabby maru of like he knows like that's her ninja tribes thing that is true you know like they're like the succubus thing or you know like the the black widow like you know drawn men and you know take advantage and was it this episode or last that we actually saw that it works on somebody already on the island she yeah really uh, fucked someone up one of well yeah that guy but also like she got well the dude that gets iced this episode spoilers mm-hmm. uh, the uh the samurai who was trying to bully out the um, oh you think he's dead 100 <laughs> percent? yeah that dude's gone yeah uh in none of the promotional uh photos or videos <laughs> that, that was so that was a good death it was a good death but that was the thing too like he was gonna ice her he was straight up going to drop her and then the monster beat her you know Got the, well, she dodged or whatever. And was then that a monster, on him. or was that another prisoner? Oh, he sorry, had the paper was, on his head. It was the prisoner. Yes. Okay. I, it was that big the one. Guy is so monstrous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the big but, one that was uh, sleeping, right? Yes, it is that one. But uh, but no, it's to the point. Like you know that female ninja character. Like she, you know, she lulled him. Like that's why he was still following around because like she got you know him wrapped around her finger. So interesting. But, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, fan service and all that too. But uh, I I do like. I do like the, like, information gathering, like, vibe of yeah. the last couple episodes. Like, they're figuring out the ecology of the island, the biology of the creatures, trying to, like, make sense of, like, okay, well, how do they reproduce? How are they all here? Yada, yada, yada. Like, I'm into, I'm into that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I, I like the world building and all that stuff. And we got new characters. We did get new characters. The part of that scene that I liked... Oh yeah, I, I I definitely want to talk about the new characters, but um, the uh, the scene when they're sharing information, I I don't know, like it was a weird thing for them to kind of like stick to the bit, but you know, Gabi Mario was talking about you know he he did his scouting or whatever, and and there you know someone points out like how do you even know what the elixir of life looks like, 
you know, and he yeah. kind of like backpedals and he's like, oh, you know, like I'm, I'm basing it off this photo. Yeah. And the Scented dude, like the, uh, the other samurai kind of calls him out on it. Yeah. And gives this whole thing about like, oh, you know, like we can't really trust like, you know, uh, you know, religious, you know, uh, iconography and all this. Cause you know, the, the island has so many different variations mm-hmm. and da da da. But it was like, Kevin was just clearly trying to hide that he might know something. Right. You know, and so the fact that, like, they had that other character to continue, like, based off what his lie was and kind of, you know, debunk it. And I was like, it was just very, like, you know, it just felt real. Like, someone kind of missed the point or whatever. And they're kind of just running, trying to sound smarter than they are and just kind of running with it and whatnot. And, you know, he gets to keep his lie, right? So, I don't know. It You're was, all aboard was... the train. You think he's 100% on the juice? Uh, well, he's, whether he knows he's on the juice, but he knows what it looks like because he immediately cuts to his old yeah. chieftain, right? Yeah. So whether he was involved in the ceremony or, or what have you, he, he knows. Yeah. He knows full details, so. Yeah, I mean, he's, a, he is, they are doing a good job making him a pretty mysterious character, right? Yeah. yeah um, uh, okay. Barry? Yeah, oh, no, wait. I mean, oh, no, no, sorry. I want to talk about those two characters. The, yeah. The, like, probably, I would imagine, the last of the cast. Yeah, they're kind of joining late to the party. I think we got, like, a relatively effective backstory on what they went yeah. through in, like, a pretty short amount of time, like, ten minutes. I love that. And, like, you know, trying to... I, I love this stupid guy bit of, like, you know, that's not going to work. I don't know what you're saying, so, like, you know I'm dumb. You're going to have yeah. to tell me why you're staying here, because if not, I'm going to have to, like, defend you until you give me a good reason to let you die. Yeah, that's I tight. love that. And then I, I did love the little Easter egg of the body they found was the guy who gave the speech to Gabby Morrow's samurai lady. And then when he walked out, he's like, I'm going back to the boat. Yeah. And, you know, that was him, like, flowered up and, like, dead on, you know, the Shogunate's boat. So I thought that was... They are stuck there. And I like the whole thing with currents and, you know, they're playing around with that and, like, how they're going to... They're setting up how they're going to get away and... They are. It yeah. is a bit of a thinky show, eh? Like, it's it, kind of sneaky. <laughs> it's very sneaky because it's yeah. like I don't know the trailer is the the way it's marketed maybe it's just me like it just really seems like straight up shonen not that complicated it but, has elements of revenger but like because it yeah. was the same way it was like there it had a head, like it literally a head on its shoulders you know it was just like a buff shonen body but it had like a little bit of some sane and thinky pieces you know up top you know? no that's and true Hell's Paradise is kind of doing something similar but yeah they're like. They're a little more sophisticated than I think I gave them gave them the show credit for in the mm-hmm. first couple of episodes. But yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. It's yeah. really effective world building. Yes, sir. Okay. Barry. Barry. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Season four, episode four. There's your spoiler warning. I mean, this this is one of my favorite episodes of TV uh, in in a while, man. Like, I thought this was incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. Um, highest I've rated a television episode. I don't know, probably like in a year. Like, I don't know, like live action. Oh, really? I don't know about in a year. Like, not that I fucking sit there and rate everything. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I can't remember being floored this way. It's been a long time. I think the last time I've been floored by a Barry episode yeah. um, was, um blanking on the name. What's the one where the, the failed assassination attempt and gets the, the karate dude? Oh. God. He fights his daughter. Is that season like one? Never, the season two, I think. It was like Lenny, it's early. Ron, you know, Ronnie, Ronnie, Lily. it's Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie Lily. Yeah, Ronnie that was. Lily. I think not since that episode. I've just been like, you know, hands on my chest, just watching the TV, just like, oh my god, oh my god, here we go. And it's just the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But, um, 
have yeah. have we joked about on the podcast how growing up i like as kids like i know for me i thought quicksand would be like a bigger part of my life yeah and i don't know if we've like, talked about it but yeah i think I maybe mean, we've talked about you know just it, you know in real mm-hmm. life at a bar or whatever a couple drinks and all that but like you know sand is always kind of scared <laughs> No, I, I, didn't. I was not comfortable uh, when it went to black and you just had to sit with it for like 20 seconds. That was that was a choice. Uh, I think Bill Hader is going to have like a whole like directing career, like yeah. in movies and I don't know, whatever he wants. You should get whatever he wants. I know I said that last week, but I can't mm. believe how well directed this episode was the camera work. That death scene, dude, and the performance from the guy playing Crystal Ball. Oh my God, that was haunting. Rip. That was haunting. That was so frightening. And then, oh god! And then, like the false sense of security the show brings you to. Mm. There's a lot of really. I think a lot um, of that one take, by the way, or that one take, that scene of them arguing, Hank and Crystal Ball, mm. before he walks out the house. They must have done like three minutes of that in a oneer. I remember trying to keep track, and I lost track at one point. But like, they did a really long argument. Um, that leads in him leaving the house and like Hank trying to drag him back in. Yeah, that was, that was heartbreaking. And then, you know, Gene freaking accidentally shooting his son. Like, like, of course he did. (laughs) The show is sadness. Yeah. Like, I think there's maybe, there's like, maybe like two jokes I laughed at. Like they're leaning pretty heavy, right? Into the dark comedy is like more of like a, this is just an intense drama with like laughs every now and again. Yeah, yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely... I feel like like they they close out the episode with a laugh. Well, I guess partially close it out That's with a Barry's laugh. only scene. Did you realize that? I, I remember... I love that. Him just coming out of the dark like that. Ugh. That was spooky. <laughs> like, holy cow. That was fantastic. I, I want a Bill Hader, not a horror movie, but just a straight up, like, you know... You know, like, thriller, you know, like, house invasion something. You know, like, just... Because, you know, he likes true crime and all that. I'm just... I'm think, ready for whatever he's... I think he could do make. anything. That's the thing, is, like... Yeah. He... The fact... I don't know. Just the fact that he's writing this, he's directing. Like, it's just so impressive, dude. Um, that end... You know, the ending is obviously when Sally comes home. But Sally's arc in the episode is fantastic, too. Yeah. Um, that... <laughs> that was so gutless so heartless so on the nose what hbo did let or barry what the show like bringing her to that set showing you how the how the sausage is made everybody's on blue screen green screen um i love when she tries to steal the role and they're just like yes that was awesome just need so if this. i get that face on that body money money, money. and then the girl behind her money <laughs> that was beautiful and like uh, even the her conversation with I forget the director's name, but like yeah. oh yeah I I want to be remembered for Coda and they're, like, they're talking about yeah I think when people see Mega Girls, they'll be like yeah this is the person who made Coda like it's just it, it was so good that scene of her trying to steal the role was also amazing like you just said I think that's kind of stepping in to block block her out you the camera her. work <laughs> yeah. that was also a wonder dude that was also yeah. a long take like. They're just demanding so much from their cast. I think, like, this is one of those roles. Like, the girl who's playing Sally, mm. like, the, Sally's such a fantastic character. Yeah. Um, like, so rich, so complex. 
I don't know, man. Like, this is like, you have to imagine, like, actors must kill for roles like these. Yeah. And then... Well, uh, especially, too, like, you know, like, it's nice to be on a show that was such a hit from the beginning, but to have such a massive growth in the overall writing and the scope of the story and, you know, the the things that, you know, it's it's probably one of those things that, like, they're probably stoked they got the job, and then by the end, they're just like, this turned into something way bigger than we ever thought, and, like right on we're here for the ride you know so it's, yeah yeah very cool stuff yeah man um and then yeah, you already mentioned gene shooting his son like perfectly tragic i don't know man. i is this eight episodes or ten eight yeah i just want to say yeah yeah this okay. succession is ten yeah. right four left um it's starting to feel breaking badish like everyone mm. might die you know what i mean no yeah no one's walking away happy i think like, for sure yeah they're like the, whoever is left it's gonna be a couple broken people it feels like it's pretty sad <laughs> God. do you think do you think the ending is him having a dream or do you think that's oh, right. like a real time job no we didn't that's a great question we didn't even talk about that uh the, the ending of the episode is like yeah this like alternate timeline dimension fantasy daydream who knows but it's him like going to comfort a kid who has been misbehaving mm. i don't know um i have to be honest like the I've seen a lot of chatter about people thinking it's a f- time jump. Mm. I that didn't. I didn't know what to make of it at the time. I just went to bed. I was like, that was fucking weird. I do like the theory that it is a time jump. Makes sense. And because there's people referencing that, you know, the scenes we had in I think episode one or two, and it's uh, you see, um, not Gene. Uh, what's Stephen Root's character's name? Um, who's Steven Root? Oh my god. The the guy's also in prison right now. Oh, Fuchs. Fuchs, yeah. So, like, the scenes of Fuchs talk... Because the thing, Barry's son is also named Barry. And there's that line earlier in the episode... Or in season... Or episode one. What do you mean? He's in the the scene... In this episode, he's named Barry? Apparently, there's a... Uh... Pretty sure they called him Barry. Maybe I misread something. But someone seems to think that when Fuchs is talking to that kid, he's saying, you know, I used to play soldier with your dad. I used to play army with your dad. You know, maybe I'll play army with you sometime. So people seem to think that this might be like, you know, a, Ooh, a time jump. A little fake and out. Fuchs, Fuchs is out or something like that. But And fakes it, Fuchs isn't talking to past Arbery. He's talking to, to future Arbery's son. Arbery's yeah. son. Ooh, that'd so, be a good yeah. fake out. Like I said, something I saw on Reddit. The name, so now I'm doubting but the name thing. But, uh, well, no, yeah, that, that, but anyways. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I would buy it. I didn't get a good look at the wife. There's a woman at the table. Did it look like Sally? She was wearing... Yeah, that's for sure It's Sally. 100% Sally? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I guess, like, yeah, if I had to guess, maybe future timeline. But, like, I don't know. They're pretty creative. I wouldn't put it past it. Put I wouldn't put it past the show to be like he was fantasizing or daydreaming. Well, he has been daydreaming, right? Yeah, that's the thing. like mild psychosis. and Yeah, they've been doing it really, really well. Um, okay, uh, before we do the q and I gotta mention this to you, dude. Yeah? John Mulaney's new special on, uh, Netflix. It's called Baby J. So, I think I told you, but I saw this show live, um, uh... in, like, December. Oh, yes. In yes, Ottawa. Yes. And it was, I had a terrible experience. <laughs> really? It was, yeah, I had a bunch of personal stuff going on, and it was like, oh, yeah. I just had a ba- very bad night. And, um, and also, I have to be honest, though, like, I... It wasn't that strong. I remember being like, okay, am I just in my head because I'm having a bad day? Or is this like not that strong? And it was not that strong. 
Um, what he put on Netflix is genuinely like seventy five percent better. Really? Like it's a lot of the new material or the of the same material rather. Um, I think he just tightened it up like a lot, a lot. Is it editing and different it, like it could crowd? be it could be you know a better crowd. All, gorgeous, gorgeous venue. I can't remember where he filmed uh, Royal Albert Hall. Is that it? Mm. I can't remember. Yeah, if it's Royal, yeah. I think it might be there. God, I'm gonna feel bad if I'm wrong. I can't remember. Um, no, it isn't. That was someone else. But anyway, he films at a beautiful venue. The crowd was obviously fantastic. Um, but yeah, you, you know, it could have been the edit, right? It's it's possible that like they cut a lot of fat, but I don't know. But I just thought it was like it is the darkest John Mulaney has ever been by like a, a mile. It's not even close. <laughs> but he's coming off of you know a relapse and rehab and getting married, having a kid, getting a divorce, like all in quick succession, right? Like he sure. was he was in legitimate, you know, in the he kind of lost it. He was in psychosis, he, like you know all that stuff but what he like conjured up as a result like this is what i was hoping i would see when i saw him live and Mm. when i saw him live it just wasn't quite ready yet you know what i mean like he was figuring it out i guess (laughs) and the final product was just fantastic i cannot recommend it enough hour hour and a half like 120 it's a little long a little long yeah I don't. Uh, I don't watch stand up very often. Would you? Would you recommend this one? Like out of any of the mo- like the more recent stand ups or specials Ooh. that have come out? Uh, I don't know. I'd love to play that game though. Like I, you know, I yeah. watch a lot of them, so it's like. No, I know. That's I would probably. I'd probably have to like make a list of five or ten, and then be like, okay, no, this is the one. You know what I mean? Hmm. I don't know if this is the one. It's up there. Probably like top three the or four. last. The last one I watched was the most recent Nate Bargatze. Or no, 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 not the most recent Nate Bargatze. His previous one. That was that's the most recent. He's good. One. Yeah, I do like him. I um one of the very few clean comics like selling out arenas. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's pretty nuts. Anyway, uh, John Mulaney, Baby J. If you're a John Mulaney fan, check him out on Netflix. He needs the help. Um, okay, Q and A time, Grant. Let's do it. So. I mentioned to you off mic that I had the opportunity to attend a beautiful wedding this weekend, and uh, the bride happens to be a listener. Sweet. Yeah, I don't get to say that often. Not many brides or women, in fact, listen to this. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. But uh, she's been after me. Uh, the Q&A is from Carolyn, and she's been after me to watch Kiki's Delivery Service. Wow. For quite some time, and as you know, and as our listeners know, I have not seen many of Studio Ghibli films. I've seen, what have I seen, Grant? Spirited Away? Spirited Away. And... Did you end up watching Ponyo? No, so I'm pretty sure that's it. (laughs) Damn, dude. Sorry, bro. (laughs) Um, But, like, Carolyn put in this request, like, a year ago, so... Ponyo, I'm telling you, May 2024, (laughs) we're gonna talk about it. (laughs) No. Um... But she likes Kiki's Delivery Service. We saw it on, uh, I don't know if it was Netflix, or we, we saw it. And I gotta say, one of the best things about this movie, it's runtime. Yeah, dude. Hour 35, hour 40, tops. All the best Ghibli ones are nice, like tight, tight, in and out stories. <laughs> you know, you know, beginning, middle, end, we're Boom. out. <laughs> you know, Three-act structure, like let's yeah. get in, let's get it done. Um, Miyazaki, obviously, um, released 1989, made for about 7 million bucks. Um, actually one of the lower grossing Studio Ghibli movies only Mm. made $41 million, but like it's a multiple of what it was made for. So obviously a significant success. Um, 
I'll, I'll hand it over to you for a minute uh, while I gather my thoughts here, because you've seen all the Ghibli movies, and I would say you're a bit... almost, almost, yeah. Almost. There's definitely, definitely a few I've, uh, I'm, I'm missing, but uh, but like many this, things, you're a little this one more... of my childhood favorites. Yeah, okay. I so, love this one, man. Yeah, this it ranks so up good. there for you. I think so, and I think it, it's definitely raised higher because it's become like the de facto, like, hey, like you know, we want to watch an anime movie, like in the house, like you know, Corinne's like, let's watch Kiki. It's like let's do it you know like that's it's it's perfect for all ages it's mm-hmm. you know mature you know like it's it's you know in miyazaki you know it's it, you know how people say like you know when uh animation animated movies are now like it's for kids but like adult joke kind of thrown in yeah i love the miyazaki movies because they're just straight up made for all ages like no there's no more wide berth in one direction it's just it's right down the middle and I think, you know, Kiki's Delivery Service, like, it, you know, it's, you know, cute kid, there's a cat, you know, there's, like, witches and flying. It's just, it's just such a, a seller, you know, in, you know, a, a house full of women, right? So it's, you know, like, my daughter loves it, Leanna loves it, you know, yeah. it's, it, it's fun. It's just, it's such a, such a blast. And, it's funny. Yeah. I, I didn't the whimsy think, of it. The whimsy is a, is a great characterization. I, I, it's funny, I didn't think of it that way, but you're totally right, like, you don't have to worry about anything in that movie. It just kind of works for everyone. And I think the difference is, to your point, like, it doesn't feel like they're trying to make a kid's movie or they're trying mm-hmm. to make, like, a PG movie. Like, it just, like, I I'd, I'd never... There was no point where I ever wondered, like, oh, is this a children movie or a movie, mm. movie specifically just for children? Like, I just turned it on, away we go. You know what I mean? And it, and it worked the whole way through. Um, some of the imagery... I mean the art style in general. Like I'm, I'm two movies in only, but yeah, it's probably like a cut above, like everything. Yeah. <laughs> like obviously, yeah. it's got that animation, or it's got the movie budget, which is hits different. Mm-hmm. It's 1989. You've got the master behind, you know, behind the the scope too. Like you know, yeah, he's, you know, he was firing on literally all cylinders. You know, from '84 to, <laughs> to like 2002. You know, like yeah, and didn't miss right. You know, like no CGI cars in this one. Oh my god! Like all hand drawn. Everything is hand drawn. Everything yeah. is gorgeous. The tr- uh, soundtrack is beautiful. They all are. Oh, Dave! Yeah. Like, it, it, I'm so jealous. You know, like it's amazing that you finally, you know, you've seen Kiki's Delivery Service, which is you know all time or whatever. But like, the the scores and just the visual storytelling from all his movies, like every, no one is the same. You know, there's like a, a through line tone for sure in color palette and yeah. kind of character design, but they just, they all excel in their own way. Um, and I think, you know, it's, you know, it, it's hard for, I think, any director or any storyteller to like really land that time after time, right? And I think he's one of the, one of the true outliers. But uh, No, I, I agree. I mean, I'm only two in, but yeah, like there's that, like it couldn't be more different from Spirited Away, but there's also... Like this familiarity in the mm. movies. I don't know. I'm excited to see the next one. I don't know what it'll be. It'll probably be Ponyo, but oh, Ponyo's so good. Yeah. It's, I think it's probably well, my maybe I do Ponyo last then. Okay. <laughs> but no. I, I, uh, in short, what did I think of it? We had a blast. We had a blast. Um, I love the like. That's an easy rewatch for me. Mm. Hour forty. You watch the su- sub or dub. Watch dub this time because we were tired. It was a Sunday. We had been dancing all night into the wee sure. hours, Grant. Yeah. And you know, like when you're really tired, like. Focusing on the on the uh, subtitles can be a little tricky at times, mm. um, but a lot of this stuff, you know, I know I'm gonna go back. I've already gone back and seen Spirited Away. I think the first time we did it in 
subs and then, I think yeah, the I fun know. thing the fun thing with the Ghibli movies is you know yeah obviously my preference is always going to be the sub mm-hmm. but on that rewatch it's fun because they they fill them with Hollywood actors right so like when you go back and you watch the dub it's like you know uh, like in Ponyo Liam Neeson is like one of the main no characters way. you know and Tina Fey you know so like it's uh, all all of the Ghibli movies because they were all brought over by Disney, right? So they had the Disney money for the dubs. Oh right, and they got the they deal. Yeah, I forgot about back, that. Like way way back in the ninety or late nineties. So when they started bringing them over and you know putting their stamp on them, they were in control of getting all the actors for the dub work and and whatnot. Right. And of course, right. So every one of them, it's fun just to see like who they got for that movie. And God, uh, yeah. man, imagine if we could catch one of these in one of those local theaters we were talking about. That would be any yeah. I think up there. The Spirit Away was not too long. That was the one we were pretty bummed about, eh? I think, last year. Yeah, and I think I told yeah. you, man, I got a chance to see Ghost in the Shell in one of those theaters. Ooh, so, just hits so different, good. man. But yeah. But, uh, we'll, we'll make it work. Fantastic movie. There are definitely going to be more Studio Ghibli movies in my future. The problem is, I got to watch uh, Vivian's After Us, too. We got to watch these um, the sequels to, to Your Name, because Weathering With You and then the, the one that just came out, right? Yeah, Susan Mee's uh, Locking Door open the door yeah 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 so busy both so busy it's like truly psycho season there it's hard to find any time to get out but yeah uh, tough life we We will weather room with you it's coming up i think that our next movie night should be that one yeah 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 Yeah. god i'm just i'm i'm excited there's a lot ahead of us um is that about it grant i believe it is i think that's it okay um thank you so much for listening you may follow us we'll allow it at part-time otaku podcast on instagram um if you haven't already Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music. You can rate us there. Um, check out our homies at the comic book shop on Bank. Give them your support because they give us their support. And you know what I mean? Just pay it forward, okay? Don't be weird. Uh, Grant, go ahead. Say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.